Today is Thursday, February 8th. I'm Michael Calhoun, our top local story. This just in. It has happened again. Another St. Louis police car has been involved in a collision. Let's go live to the newsroom for the very latest on this developing story from KMOX's Maria Kina. Michael, this happened today at Page and Euclid. The marked police car crashed into a fence at the New Bethlehem Missionary Baptist Church. St. Louis police say the officers suffered minor injuries, but said they have no further information. This is at least the fifth collision involving a St. Louis police car. There was the high-profile Bar PM incident and at least three others, including a violent collision at 20th and Olive in downtown West that caused the police car to flip. And at St. Louis Avenue in Sarah, that police car also rolled over. And at least two of the crashes involved probationary police officers. Live in the newsroom, Maria Kina, KMOX News. The president of St. Louis's firefighter union, Daniel Clark, wishes Mayor Tashara Jones would support their union like she did others while they were on strike. This is a labor issue. We are their labor. This is the, the same kind of thing, and it's interesting that they don't stand in solidarity with us on this. And I'm not talking about the Board of Aldermen because they do. I'm talking about the mayor. Clark's comments come in response to the mayor's letter announcing she opposes a bill that would return the new firefighter pension program to the old one. The bill faces a key test in front of the full Board of Aldermen tomorrow, but Clark is confident there is enough support to overcome a veto. We feel pretty confident that the majority of the Board of Aldermen, enough to, enough to beat a veto has seen this thing and has been educated enough to vote the, the, the correct way to support support firefighters on this. Construction on I-55 is going smoothly, according to MoDOT's Jen Wade. Despite delays to construction of the bridge that crosses over Loughborough, she says they've adjusted their work to focus on other projects in the meantime. We're managing those delays, trying to get that one bridge back on track, but while that's being held back, everything else is being able to pro- progress a little bit more quickly. We could just move crews around to some of the other bridges. While the recent stretch of warm weather certainly helps the project move along smoothly, Wade says in the grand scheme, the difference it makes is minimal considering the length of time the project takes. A St. Louis County Republican is again proposing the state takeover St. Louis City Police. Representative Brad Chris tells KMOX he's renewing his call for state officials to appoint the city's police board. This is not a crime plan. This is about building a foundation of a structure that is completely diminished, demoralized by the city administration. Chris says he recently met with Chief Robert Tracy. Does he have an issue with the administration? No, I think he's getting along great with the administration and, uh, you know, Tashara has changed her tune a little bit. Chris is referring to St. Louis Mayor Tashara Jones, who ran on a platform of defunding police and shifting resources to social services. Last year, Jones backed an increase in the police budget, which included raises. Chris says his measure would take local politics out of policing. Megan Lynch, KMOX News. Descendants of St. Louis University, slaves are demanding pay for their ancestors' stolen labor. During an event held on campus today, labor economist Julian Malvo said the descendants are owed between $365 million to $70 billion. And that's just wages. That doesn't account for all of the other things that occurred during enslavement. It doesn't account for pain and suffering, for rapes, for bodily mutilation. It doesn't count for all of that. It just accounts for the actual wage. SLU issued a statement that said, quote, We acknowledge that progress on our efforts to reconcile with this shameful history has been slow, and we regret the hurt and frustration that this has caused, end quote. The statement went on to say that continuing the work to explore how to best honor the memory of the enslaved is their priority. Tiffany Jackson, KMOX News. Well, getting to Soulard's Mardi Gras parade this weekend will have its limitations. (laughs) 
Organizers are anticipating a large turnout this year with fair weather in the forecast. The Mardi Gras Foundation's Bess McCoy says options like rentable electric scooters will not be a good choice to reach the festivities. If you're planning on getting to the neighborhood with a e-scooter or a rideshare style scooter, uh, make other plans. They will be disabled in the neighborhood. They absolutely won't work. McCoy recommends utilizing shuttles they'll be organizing or rideshare services such as Uber or Lyft. Sean Malone at KMOX News. The eyes of the hockey world will turn to a baseball stadium on January 1st, 2025, when the Chicago Blackhawks host the Blues at Wrigley Field. Blues CEO Chris Zimmerman tells Total Information AM that it's an honor to be in the game for the third time in eight years. The Winter Classic is the league's really highest visibility game short of Obviously, the Stanley Cup Finals. Blues season ticket holders get first crack at securing tickets to the game in a ballpark that holds nearly 42,000 fans for baseball. The KMOX Business Desk, how much does St. Louis's public transit system contribute to the economy? According to a new study, the total economic impact of Metro Transit is almost $2.5 billion. That commission study says Metro gives 24.5 million rides each year, employs 2,000 people directly. According to Citizens for Modern Transit, Transit systems across the nation get about 40% of their annual operating budgets from their state. But in Missouri, that amount is less than 3%. And that's a 580% increase from two years ago. Debbie Monterey, KMOX News. Well, as delays continue to persist when it comes to the FAFSA or the Free Application for Federal Student Aid, I don't have to spell that out for parents of college students, though. They know all about what the FAFSA is, and I'm sure they've been uh, dealing with the stress uh, because of these delays. St. Louis University is taking some action to help move the process along, and joining us right now on KMOX is uh, SLU's Vice President for Enrollment Management, Rob Reddy. Thank you so much for joining us, Rob. Thank you, Michael. Happy to be here. So first of all, get us up to speed, Rob, on what uh, what we're talking about with these FAFSA delays. What's gone into this? Sure. About two years ago, Congress mandated to the Department of Education that they overhaul the federal student aid system. Uh, in particular, they wanted ease of use and simplification of the FAFSA, that free application for federal student aid. Uh, the Department of Education was given about a two-year runway uh, to make these changes. Uh, it would be the biggest change in the federal aid system in 50 years. Uh, this was to launch last October. Uh, unfortunately, there have been uh, a number of delays uh, that have caused the launch of the application to be pushed back several months from the planned October uh, launch. On top of that, once the FAFSA was launched in early January, uh, users experienced um, system problems, uh, everything from logging in to getting logged out. Uh, but even more troubling, the calculation that sits behind uh, the application that produces the outcome that determines eligibility for students and allows institutions like St. Louis University to provide an award letter was found to be incorrect. If the calculations are, are not correct, then that seems like it's the, the basis of FAFSA. Uh, and this determines all sorts, not just scholarships, uh, it determines down to financial aid even. Yes, I, I mean, the FAFSA is the key uh, application, not just for federal grants, the Pell Grant in particular, 
Uh, the state of Missouri uses FAFSA data to determine eligibility for residents for state grant funding. But the FAFSA is also the key application for institutions uh, to provide many forms of their own aid. And it really is the determining factor for uh, students to be able to apply for uh, student loans, parent loans, maybe qualify for the federal work study program. So it is the linchpin. So, Rob, St. Louis University is, first of all, suspending deadlines, which makes sense when it comes to, uh, you know, if you're not getting the right calculations and you're not able to get the the information uh, by a deadline. I'm sure that's been stressful for parents. Uh, so you're suspending that. That That's correct. Our families are under too much stress from this situation as it is. For us to impose deadlines, which while important, um, certainly in, in routine years, uh, but in this situation, they, they, they are just not necessary. And something else you're doing is uh, you've come up with your own financial aid estimator. Basically, uh, it seems like it's kind of a shadow FAFSA, except uh, the numbers add up. Well, that's exactly right. We, we've decided to take matters into our own hands. The federal government will get the FAFSA straightened out when they get the, the FAFSA straightened out. But we feel that we should be providing these services to our families in a time of need. We will be launching within the next week or so uh, our own institutional aid application. It mirrors the FAFSA. Um, it will collect basically the same sort of information. We will run the need analysis ourselves, uh, and we will provide, uh, while it is estimated, we will provide a financial aid award package. It will let families know, you know, the federal grants, state grants, work study, student loan eligibility, and certainly SLU supported uh, grants and scholarships that they qualify for. And by and large, we will stand behind those those awards. Now, if we find a very large data discrepancy, if a family reported income of 40,000, but it was really 140,000, we will reserve the right to work with the family and, and possibly make an adjustment. But, you know, while these are estimates, we are going to do everything possible to stand behind those awards uh, because we feel our families deserve that. And we're coming up on the time of year. Spring is fast approaching and those decisions are going to be made. That, that's absolutely right. Well, thank you so much for helping us get everybody up to speed on what the latest is with the FAFSA. SLU's Vice President for Enrollment Management, Rob Reddy. Thank you so much, Rob. Thank you, Michael. Greatly appreciate it.